Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I'm your host, Mary Fran Johnson, CEO of Mary Fran Johnson Media and a contributing columnist on CIO.com, where I write about technology and boardroom strategy issues for IT leaders. Twice a month, we produce CIO Leadership Live with the generous support of my friends at the CIO Executive Council and also at CIO.com. We're streaming live to you right now on LinkedIn and YouTube, and we welcome all, any of our viewers who would like to put in a question to today's guest to just please type it into uh, the um, exchange box there and we'll be watching for it. And I'm very happy to have with me here today, Anil Bhatt, who is the Senior Vice President and the Global Chief Information Officer of Elevance Health. It is formerly known as Anthem Incorporated. Anil has been with the company under its Anthem brand, now Elevance Health, for the past 14 years, starting out in senior engineering roles and then going on to serve in a variety of technology leadership positions, including VP of Digital Technologies and Transformation, Head of Product Engineering and Digital Experience, CTO, and then in December of 21, he became the global CIO of Elevance Health. Before he joined the company, Anil held senior technical roles at TELUS, the HSN TV network, and Procter & Gamble. Based in Indianapolis, Elevance Health is the largest for-profit managed healthcare company in the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. It's got $137 billion in annual revenue, employs more than 100,000 associates, and is number 20 on the Fortune 500 list. Through its affiliated companies, Elevance Health is serving approximately 118 Americans, 118 million Americans, including near, nearly 47 million within its family of health insurance plans. As you'll be hearing more about from Anil today, the goals behind this latest rebranding are quite ambitious and far-reaching. They are at work reducing complexities and simplifying the healthcare experience and also delivering additional solutions that go beyond traditional health insurance. Among the topics we'll be talking about today are the growing impact of artificial intelligence in this changing landscape of predictive and personalized health. And also how Ellen's Health is using blockchain technology actively in production today. Anil, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much, Mary Fran. It's great to join here and thank you to the CIO team for having me here. Uh, it's a privilege to talk about Elevance Health, formerly Anthem Inc. Yeah. and have a good mm -hmm. conversation with you. That's great. Well, let's start, let's dive a little bit into that most recent news about the rebranding because that is of course a very big deal for a company, especially the size of, of Elevance Health. Tell us more about what that reflects from the corporate strategy standpoint and then also what that is meaning for you in running the IT organization as the global CIO. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, you know, as you mentioned, we have a privilege of serving approximately 118 million people and basically making sure that we are doing our best to, to elevate their health as well as advancing their health beyond healthcare. So the new branding, Elevance Health, underscores our company's commitment to elevating the whole health uh, of our members as well as advancing the health beyond healthcare. And mm -hmm. uh, when we say improving health, uh, we mean very truly going beyond uh, just treating the sick. We are talking about that we must address 
the whole health and the physical, behavioral, and social drivers that impact the healthcare. So our branding change is really geared towards that. And as we move forward, um, you know, we want to make sure that powered by the industry-leading capabilities that we are developing, uh, the digital platform for health that we are advancing within Elwan's Health, um, will serve the people across the entire journey of their healthcare. We want to make sure that we are connecting them to the care, to the support, to the resources that really help them lead the healthy lives where we expect them. And, and frankly, that is a mission that we have. And, and I'm really excited about the, the branding change and as well as what it brings in terms of really our commitment to our members as we move forward. Mm -hmm. um, with respect to what it means to the, to the technology organization and what we are doing out here, I think, um, you know, uh, our operating model is very well structured to support the branding change that we have gone through. And frankly, um, over the last few years, we have been making sure that the underlying technology that serves and enables the experience for our members is geared towards what our mission is right now. And frankly, uh, we'll be more focused on ensuring that our brand delivers to the promises. Um, we are making sure that we are merging the technology and the mission, which is, which is really providing the best in class experience to our members. And that's our core belief that technology can enable that experience. And we need to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to advance using technology and, and you know, the great things that we have in front of us to make sure that we are making that pivot. Um, also, we want to make sure that, you know, as we focus on technology and the digital platforms, we want to make sure that we are moving in the right direction as per the missions that, that, that we have set for ourselves. And, and right. what that means is that using AI, using the, the exponential technologies that we have in terms of making sure that we are giving the personalized experience to our members and, and predictive experience to our members so that we can predict when they need us, where they need us. Um, we are making sure that you know, we take our ecosystem into consideration and not try to develop everything from base uh, out here. We want to make sure that sure. We, are, we are developing in partnership with other par you know, uh, folks who are, who are working with, towards the same goal of, of advancing the healthcare. And mm -hmm. as an organization, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are an experience-led organization. You know, many a times, healthcare is not found to be the place wherein uh, we are leading with experience. You know, as as we have, we have seen the the expectation from our members as well as our um, users have changed, and we want to make sure that we are looking at it from the lens of a member in terms of how do they want us to make sure that we are giving them the best in class experience scheme, whether it's using, um, you know. Uh, the, the Sydney Health app in terms of making sure that they are able to get to the price transparency, they're able to get to the basic needs of our medication and other things. So leaning in with a, with a very sound technology framework to advance the healthcare is key for us. And I think the branding change complements everything that we are doing from a technology perspective. So very excited about what we are gonna be doing in the next uh, few years and making sure that we are committed to the goals of serving our members well. Well, good. I know we're going to talk a bit about some specific examples of, of what you just mentioned. And also, as you are thinking about things going forward, how that impacts the technologies that you invest in and so forth, you had mentioned the industry-leading capabilities. When you think about what Elevance Health has out there, I, when you say industry-leading capabilities, are you thinking more about digital health initiatives or are there other aspects of that that we should get into? Yeah, I think, you know, there are two, uh, two pieces I'll break it into. One, basically, definitely, we want to make sure that digital, uh, digital health 
and advancing the digital health is at the forefront of how we want to make sure we are going to our members. But at the same time, technology provides us a lot of, uh, you know, capabilities that we can uh, use to be efficient in how we are doing business internally. So, you know, case and example, how do we focus on automation? How do you focus on AI driving a lot of your efficiency internally? Um, mm -hmm. How are we making sure that we are, we are using, you know, an API enabled ecosystem to drive more efficiency within our, um, you know, company? How are we making sure that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we are, we are moving to cloud to make sure that we are more resilient, more scalable in terms of providing, keeping these consistent solution in front of our members. But at the same time, uh, focusing on providing the digital health and, and the digital health ecosystem to our members, whether it's making sure that we are providing them more AI-enabled nutrition trackers, we are providing them video-enabled chat, you know, uh, conversations with your doctors, we are uh, mm -hmm. enabling chat with your doctor feature, or many other capabilities that really focuses on the simplifying their experience with us and making sure that we are we are being there in terms of when they need us. So that's that's the two parts of our overall um, you know mission out here that we are going after. Mm -hmm. Well, I know in the uh, announcement about the branding change, the rebranding to Elevance Health, your CEO, Gail Boudreaux, talked about the digital platform for health. And it, that has probably, that seems to me to be one of the most significant changes in the way we as consumers and patients access both our insurance plans and also our healthcare. We really expect these days to be able to send in a question and hear back via digital means. Do you, when you talk about the customer experience, do you think is it very driven by those same, those similar digital platform ex, uh, expectations that we have when we're dealing with Amazon or ordering, ordering something from the grocery store? Is it, is it along those lines? Yeah, I would say that, you know, fundamentally, as Gail has mentioned, the digital platform for health is, is core of what we are going to be doing. And frankly, uh, Elevance Health's uh, strategic um, view that is there, um, as I mentioned, complements what technologies that we are using right now. So I would say that becoming uh, a digital platform for health um, is, is very important for us. And, and we are working uh, very re uh, relentlessly towards that. Uh, you know, as, as I've had conversations with Gail, one of the things that she always mentions is around the equity and making sure that we have healthcare equity out there. So when I bring it back to the technology team, what I call now that particular phase is equity. And the equity is basically making sure that we're bringing the technology and the equity of care and digital access for our members to help mm -hmm. bolster their health, well-being, and their community health also. So our goal um, is making sure that uh, we not only bring the, the quality of healthcare and the quality of um, you know, products to our members, but making sure that there's an equity when we do that. And, and it basically serves all our members, irrespective of their social um, you know, uh, strata in the, in the um, you know, world. And uh, we want to make sure that you know, as, as we talk about digital health, there, we have a vast amount of data, you know, approximately six petabytes worth of data and we want to make sure that we must deliver a data-driven insights uh, to the providers, to the consumers, and to other partners to make sure that there's higher access um, to the to the higher quality of healthcare services. So making sure that we are using the digital technologies to to improve our overall health um, care as well as well-being is key out there. And when you talk about Amazon, you know, a uh, few years back we exactly started with the same notion that you know people are 
used to using um, uh, technology in their for, you know on their fingerprints uh, and making sure that they are able to order some things from an e-commerce um, app they are able to order food from you know uh, some of the grubhub and other foods they are they are having a best in class experience with zappos or or netflix uh, more predictive uh, ability to tell you what movies you should watch and when we looked at in house what we found out was that the data can enable us to do a lot of things maybe not from an entertainment perspective but really from a health and wellness perspective so yeah. with our sydney health platform that what we have done is we're looking at um, you know millions of records of uh, you know healthcare data that we have about our members making sure that we are improving the feeds that we give them in terms of what they should be looking at uh, looking at their claims data how are we making sure that we are advancing some other a content that is very relevant to them and and giving them access to the basic things that they need whether it's uh, going to a physician and looking up their id card whether it's making sure that they can give them uh, their overall health record which is available in sydney health or in 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 time of need how do they get to the digital care also so i think those are the things that really fundamentally are are oriented to making sure that we are providing them the best experience okay well and i noticed too there was a lot of mention of the idea of streamlining and simplifying the experience for your patients and customers that simplifying goal always sounds so good but it's so hard to reach it when you think about the complexities i mean as you said 118 million americans are customers of yours in the various health uh, offerings that you have and healthcare and health insurance what do some of those uh, let's talk about what some of that simplifying work has meant for you and the the global team that is tending to IT. So tell us a little bit about how you IT organize to deliver uh because you have a global IT team although the focus of services is all in the US. Yeah, I mean I think um you know at a high level technology is a key enabler for all of the things that you just now mentioned and and we are making we are totally aware of our our role and responsibility um to make sure that as you said 118 million members who who basically are being served every day so i'll break it up into multiple pieces one basically um we have focused on making sure that we are um, an experience led and human centered design led organization that focuses mm-hmm. on making sure that we lead with that experience and making sure that the technology that then complements those end goals that we have so um our developers um our engineers our our you know product team does not go into problem solving uh with technology first mindset i think that is a big shift that we have done is that we want to make sure that we are a product and an engineering organization and when you are a product and an engineering organization you are very much embedded into the business and the care that you want to deliver to the from a growth perspective as well as from experience perspective so making sure that we are we are advancing our overall um, technology footprint based on that end state that we are trying to uh, go to is very very key mm-hmm. um then the other thing is basically um you know if you want to make sure that you are meeting the expectation for our members you want to be very agile in terms of how you develop capabilities it cannot be a 6 month or a one year cycle when you are right. bringing in new right. capabilities um with the ever changing world that we have around us we want to make sure that we are able to develop deliver quickly So few things I'll mention out here Mary Fran if you don't mind which are focused okay. on making sure that you know that customer and patient experience is improved and while they, they may sound technical 
but they are mm -hmm. very essential in terms of how we develop things. So, you know, we have basically focused on our developer productivity tools, which we call our work OS, which basically um, is allowing us to make sure that we create a, a uh, environment and the healthcare interoperability and clinical integration and digital acceleration, uh, making sure that anybody who's coming to Elevance Health uh, from engineering background mm -hmm. perspective is able to hit the ground running and providing them with the tools that they need to make sure that they understand our workflows, they understand our uh, cloud enablement, they understand our DevOps okay. uh, methodologies, and making sure that they don't have to spend six months learning about how uh, the ecosystem is coming, coming together. So mm -hmm. uh, focused on making sure that, you know, the security, built-in security, uh, autonomy for developers to spin up their environment, making sure the developer self-service is at the center of it, and making sure that we are dramatically reducing the, the overall uptime that it takes for an engineer to be um, successful in terms of delivering some of the code right. is key to that. So that helps us overall making sure that we are moving towards the mission. Um, and when you what, say when you say work OS, that's your work operating system. Yeah, that's our work operating okay. system. And what that's we call your brand it. of your internal approach that you take to it. Exactly. That's that. That's what we call the Elevance Health uh, Developer Suite, which is basically mm -hmm. available to all our engineers out here as they come in. Um, also, one of the things that is very key is that our data is our biggest asset, and making sure that we are enabling the access to the data has been key out here. And in the past, um, you know, that access has been reduced to copies of data being created at multiple places, and then we are able to get to the data and try to do things. So uh, really focused on uh, elevating the overall access to the data. And mm -hmm. a few years back, we implemented our API uh, ecosystem, which basically uh, sits on a very latest cutting edge technology and provides uh, the API access to our developers as well as to our partners to making sure that they have access to the data in a more uh, decentralized way, making sure that it's definitely very secure, um, but at the same time, there's no latency. And we're all digital assets, whether it's our portals, whether it's our call center or our engagement apps can go and access data and there's no hardwiring required. And when you have hardwiring, you have efficiencies, you uh, issues, we have you know a single point of failure issues. So our API ecosystem not only serves all our um, in internally developed system, but also as we um, interact with, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the call that we don't want to develop everything ourselves. So when we partner with our you know, ecosystem partners, how are they able to access the data and they'll give us the best in class products that we, we can then take to our members and providers and brokers, make sure that their experience is improved. So that API mm -hmm. ecosystem has really helped us uh, integrate in a better way. And right now we probably have around 90 plus systems that are integrated to our API gateway. We process around 150 million, 125 to 130, 50 million transactions per day using this API gateway. And, yes. and frankly, uh, this has been a key enabler of interoperability as well as integration between our systems out there so yeah. well you know. while we're on the while we're on the topic of data let me uh, interrupt for a second with a question from our audience and this is actually it, it takes us ahead a little bit into talking about ai and machine learning but it's around phi the personal health information and the pii both being very sensitive data how do you address explainable AI and prevent bias in those systems. I know that that dives a little deeper into the AI world than we've gotten to yet, but it's a great question right now when we're talking about 
personal data and the importance of keeping it secure? No, I, I think, you know, uh, so I'll answer this question in two parts. One, basically making sure that uh, our data is secure is our number one priority. And, and we are very committed to making sure that PI and PHI of our members is, is, is definitely um, uh, secure and, and we take all the, all the safeguards around it. So any, um, any uh, new environment that we are uh, you know, publishing or our, whenever we develop new APIs, uh, we wanna make sure that we have very strict uh, security standards through which these things have to go. So that's the first part of it. The second part is that uh, definitely AI is um, you know, something that um, is gonna be here and is here to stay. And over the last few years, in partnership with our other leaders, we have made sure that the models that we develop, the, the, the access to the data that we have, and how we are bringing in AI to, in terms of using for efficiency as well as for a personalization and proactive engagement perspective. We are making sure that um, you know, our models are as, um, uh, you know, what I call uh, bias-free as possible. And we have a focused team dedicated to making sure that that happens. And we are we are very engaged in terms of making sure that the, the models that we develop as well as any AI-based interaction that we have is governed through our legal as well as compliance processes to make sure that, that the bias that could come in out there is not there. So, you know, we, we are aggressive, but at the same time, we are very, very thoughtful about making sure that we are not creating that bias within, within our AI models. And that is also one of the key things that we are going through. Good. Well, I know when we get a little later, we'll be talking about some of the innovation ecosystems you yeah. have in place, and you had mentioned partners, and I know you've done some work with um, a, a Center of Excellence in Israel yeah. that has to do with AI and using that in a predictive fashion. Um, let me pivot over to, we, you know, I think we all accept the notion very easily that technology is a huge enabler for healthcare these days, for connecting with yeah. your doctor, for the digital use of data. And um, the expanding role that digital platforms are playing is also a very big part of that experience. Talk a little bit about how your digital business models and those platforms, how did they accelerate or what changed during the last two years of the pandemic? Yeah, I think, you know, pandemic has definitely um, sped up a lot of a lot of efforts that we, we had going on within our company. and. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we fortunately had a lot of digital focus within our ecosystem and, and what we were doing out here before pandemic. And what I'll say is that over the last three years, uh, we basically um, took an intentional effort to making sure that we bring digital choice um, and the convenience of it to our customers. And, and what we have seen, and, and I think it's a proud story for us that, um, that the focus continues in that direction but at the same time, we are seeing the results being created, which are really positive for us. Our approach um, is, is, as you mentioned at a high level, um, is basically making sure that we can predict the issue and resolve and communicate proactively to our members. Um, we wanna make sure that when customers need help, uh, we offer them digital convenience first and making sure that it's an effortless self-service experience that we are giving to them before they need to get in touch with us directly. While we are not shutting down any doors out there, we want to make sure that we put the convenience in front of them and making sure that they make the choice rather than us forcing them down a particular channel. And um, while they can call us in, uh, at their call centers, we are also making sure that uh, we are helping our associates with more customer-friendly tools to make sure that they are able to answer the questions in a more better way out there to, to our members. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we have evidence in the data that our customers and whether it's consumers or, or providers prefer digital uh, when given a choice. And over the last two years, we have made some significant progress in the journey. And, and frankly, uh, you know, that, that feedback from our members has given us to make sure, you know, we make purposeful experiences uh, for them yeah. that really um, elevate their confidence in engaging with us as we move forward. So, you know, from that perspective, digital really has has gone a few miles ahead. And I'll just give you some examples. Okay, um, great. You know, yeah. uh, we basically, um, as we are focused on making sure the predictive and proactive communication with our members is, is key and messaging is, is key, um, we have been able to, um, you know, deliver around 15 million um, issue resolutions per year annually. And when I say resolutions, it means that we knew that a member had a question or a concern and how do we make okay. sure that we get, get to them proactively without them reaching out to us. That's one mm -hmm. thing. And, and uh, within last two years, we have implemented chat and AI messaging capabilities for our members, wherein when they come to us, an AI chatbot, which is really advanced, is gonna help them answer their questions. And then if that doesn't help, they can interact with the human in the background. And today, uh, the chat usage has grown 39% to 40% year over year. And right now, 24% of our interaction mix is more contact, is more chat-based, and our mm -hmm. digital contact has grown exponentially out there. So, you know, these tweaks in terms of how are we make, making sure that the members who want to have a preference and who want to drive their engagement themselves, when you give them different ways of interacting with us, they're choosing digital over many of the other pieces out there. Okay. And, and we are making sure that we build that experience into our Sydney Health uh, app and making sure that we offer these, these capabilities uh, to our members out there. And, and frankly, uh, it's great to see that our membership that is registered on Sydney Health app has grown 38% over the last 12 months. So um, with a 4.8 iOS um, you know, app rating, I feel that the members are connecting with the app and, and basically engage with us. So uh, some good work in the digital ecosystem out there, which which we are doing and, and it's helping us and, and making sure that the Elevance Health's uh, overall motto of providing that ex exceptional experience is, is moving forward nicely. Interesting. Well, that's actually a, a big consideration too when someone is considering moving from one doctor in a particular healthcare system to one in another. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually a little hard to get into those systems and see how good is the digital app going to be. So yeah, being able exactly. to, I went through this personally just recently, switching over to another system here in the Boston area. And I have to say so far, I haven't been all that impressed. And I wish I had been able to get in and kind of poke around a little bit earlier, but that's very difficult to do with the privacy concerns. That 4.8 rating that you have on on the Apple Store is actually a pretty good indicator. Yeah, yeah, and again, I think you know, uh, as I mentioned, that we are learning from every experience that we have our, with our members. And I'll say that, you know, while we have done um, uh, humongous uplift in terms of the experience, we totally know that there's a lot, we lot more that we need to do, and and we are focused on making sure that we're learning in a very agile way. Um, from, from the experiences that our members and the interaction that they're having with us and kind of pushing in, in the right direction as we move forward, so. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me too, we've talked about 47 million people that are part of the different health insurance plans and then the 118 million that are interacting with the company. 
going forward, they're not all going to be interacting with an entity called Elevance Health. There's actually other brands that you have, WellPoint and Carillon. Uh, sketch that out for us a little bit about which brands are doing what in terms of your ecosystem. Yeah, so I think if you look at our, our positioning is that Anthem um, is one of the brands that will stay as part of the Elevance Health um, uh, you know, umbrella brand, okay. which is going to be our commercial brand um, for the 14 states that we are serving right now as part of the Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, okay. uh, the WellPoint brand is going to be our, our government offerings um, um, and in the 14 plus other uh, rest of the states, the 50 states that we have. And that's a brand we are going to go in with. Um, and then Carelon, which is the third brand that we have, is around our services, um, making sure that whether it's program integrity or the fraud, waste, and abuse services that we have, whether it's the digital capabilities that are under the Carelon digital uh, platform, um, many other capabilities around behavioral health or home care or um, you know elderly care that are going to be part of the care loan services and will be offered to um, all the 50 states um, as well as directly to the members, as well as to other providers, as well as other uh, health plans out there. So these three brands are going to be operating independently in terms of making sure that they are able to advance the, the needs that, that our members have in different areas with a focus on either mm -hmm. the commercial, government, or the services arm out there. So I think it positions us well in terms of making sure that we are using the same foundation from a technology perspective, but at the same mm -hmm. time, giving that unique experience that is applicable, whether to our, our commercial member or our, uh, government Medicaid or Medicare member, as well as to our services arm out there. Okay, good. Um, let's pivot over and talk a little bit about this, the, the, the size and scope of the IT organization the technology organization that you manage and how you are how you are budgeting and your planning if it changes at all under this new reorganization and this rebranding or whether this has already been worked into all of your plans about how you budget for technology going forward yeah so i think you know one one important note out here is that uh, our our new branding which is elvance health is is more of a branding uh, update and how we go to market. It's not an internal organization shift out there or change out there. And as I mentioned that um, our focus around what we are doing in terms of the mission of Elevance Health has always been with us. And, and the branding change reflects the, the mission we were already on. In terms of our um, scope of the IT organization, we basically have approximately um, you know, 12 to 16,000 associates spread across the globe. Um, we have uh, associates out here in US. We have um, our, our uh, you know, a big uh, associate base uh, spread across three locations in India, Bangalore, Hyderabad, and, and Gurgaon. Then also we have opened a recently a very niche uh, capabilities in um, Ireland. And then we have our innovation center in Israel. So very diverse workforce focused on different capabilities that really we are uh, going after. Uh, whether it's from an efficiency perspective, uh, whether it's from a human-centered design perspective, whether it's product and technology perspective. So we are really proud of um, all the talent that we have in-house to make sure that we are able to achieve the goals that we have. Um, in terms of budgeting, you know, our focus is to make sure that um, we run it in a two-phase two manner. One, basically uh, making sure that we, are, we have a five to seven-year outlook in terms of where the technology is going to go, making sure that some of the key things that we want to do 
which is around whether it's uh, you know cloud migration and focusing on making sure our cloud journey is is executed. Uh, you know, right now we are we have a multi-cloud approach, hybrid approach. We are making mm -hmm. sure that we are um, you know moving a lot of assets from our uh, on-prem locations to our cloud uh, operators. And, and making sure that um, by end of uh, 2022, we have approximately 500 different assets which are in the cloud. So that is that is something that we are aggressively working on. We're also making sure that, you know, we are digitizing our overall service ecosystem, whether it's call center technology, whether it's anything else. So, you know, mm -hmm. our budgeting basically has been in line with making sure that the long-term bets that we have made are, are sustained and we continue to develop on those. Okay. Then, the other part of it is that we have to make sure that we are supporting the growth of our business, making sure that some of the initiatives that they have, the things that they want to make sure that they can take to their customers are developed while we are doing everything else. So it's much like changing the tires on a car while it's running. We're developing new capabilities as we are doing the cloud migration, as we are doing a lot of um, you know, modernization of our ecosystem. So, you know, um, the definitely uh, there are ups and downs and, and, and changes that are within our uh, financials in terms of how we budget, but at the end of the day, they reflect on the efficiency that we want to create and as well as making sure that the growth of our business partners is, is at the forefront of how we develop capabilities. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, a, a great answer. And I was actually also thinking about from planning perspectives, you have to be, you're probably paying a lot more attention now to, you had mentioned telehealth and virtual yeah. health and the assets that have to go toward that. Um, you'd mentioned when we spoke earlier that uh, the pandemic had really moved your really moved the services arm to be much more digitally focused. Has that been one of the biggest challenges you've had to solve over the last year, or am I missing a really big gorilla at the table? No, no, no. I think I think that's that's fair to say that um, you know one of the things that uh, and and fortunately we had a we had a virtual um, uh, care and telehealth capabilities before pandemic. What pandemic did was that, uh, you know, two things. One, basically we had to scale it at the level of what uh, the incoming was and yes. partnering with our ecosystem partners, we, we made sure that our, our scaling is done accordingly. And what we have seen, we saw a very high uptake during the pandemic in terms of telehealth. But at the same time, while we have seen a slowdown, but we have seen a consistent engagement now on the virtual health side. So. You know, uh, my son who recently had COVID, uh, he wanted to see a doctor and what he did was he was in his room, uh, used the Sydney Health app and engaged with a with a provider and told him the symptoms and everything and, and got the advice that he needed to make sure that he was, was staying fit. So I think that ease mm -hmm. as well as making sure that you can do it whenever you possible is, is key out there. So we are really focused on that. Um, yeah. At the same time, I think there's an opportunity to make sure that we create all digital products for the marketplace. You know, when we talk about our national accounts, when we talk about large group, small group buyers, uh, you know, there are many of them who really want an all digital experience out there. They don't want to call a call center, whether it's, you know, I don't know how many times you've called Amazon's call center, probably not, right? Or Netflix. Never. I mean, you, you really don't expect to have to do Ex that. Exactly. Anymore. So I think, uh, so so building out experiences that, that really are reflective of that mindset is key. And we have developed products which, and, and invested in, in developing products which are all digital. And uh, we are expanding that footprint very heavily right now. So I uh, totally agree with you that digital health and, and, and how we expand tele, telehealth. And then also beyond telehealth, how do we expand chat? Um, if you are experiencing some symptoms, 
rather than talking to a doctor, if you want to chat with them and making sure that they can prescribe you something, that capability is available right now to our members. So um, making sure that we are giving them the way they want to connect with us and making sure that they are able to get the care that they need is, is, is key as part of that overall uh, digital health ecosystem. Well, you mentioned also that one or one of the, the very leading edge things that you're either doing now or working on is virtual primary care. The whole yeah. concept around that is that, and I hope your son recovered very quickly from, from his COVID attack. Is, is he feeling better? Oh, he's feeling better. Thank you very much. Oh. I think it's his uh, seventh or eight days, uh, eight days isolation. So hopefully he's going to come out of his hibernation oh. over the next day or so. But fortunate enough, he's, he's doing well. Yeah. Was that what he was using? Was that the virtual primary care? Yeah, he was using the virtual. Yeah, he was using the virtual primary care. So, you know, as I mentioned, virtual primary care is is basically our way of saying that you can get the primary care through a virtual uh, physician. So, we have products lined up right now, which are in market um, for probably around five million membership right now, which focuses on virtual primary care being the way you do things out there. So. How do we avoid the urgent care and emergency visits? How do we uh, make sure that the basic care that you need in terms of making sure that you are able to see a doctor is controlled by that? So that the VPC, which we call the virtual primary care, is the key enabler. And, and that is built into our Sydney Health app that is available on the web. So those are the ways we are making sure that the digital health um, expansion is done within our consumer base. And that that sort of virtual the VPC that involves not just chat but also video exchange. Video. Like yeah, yeah. You can experience. again, yeah, giving the power to the members to make sure that they make the choice whether they want to do chat and they may not be in a mood right now to um, to to basically engage with the doctor and then they want to have a chat. So we have our our network of physicians who basically chat with the member and provide them with the right right outcomes in terms Perfect. of what they want to do. But at the same time, if somebody wants to have a video chat, they can definitely have a video chat. Okay. Well, I also, I, I want to pivot and also think more, and we've been talking a lot about the present, the past, and the future, but I want to focus on the future, the, the biggest business and technology initiatives that you are thinking about and planning for the rest of this year and into next year. Uh, you had mentioned at one point um, when we talked earlier that working on a very lean core technology footprint is an important part of your strategy. Talk a little bit about what that means. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, Elevance Health over the years has, has grown organically for sure. And then we have had inorganic growth also. So when you acquire companies, when you acquire different uh, businesses that really complement your end goal. Uh, you also inherit a lot of technical debt in terms of making sure that, you know, there, there could be capabilities that they have developed in a different ways and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we have a rich history in terms of number of years we have been serving our members and we're really proud of that. Um, at the same time, um, what we saw was that our ecosystem had, had, had really spread so much that it was getting a little bit uh, difficult to make sure that we um, we can deliver to the commitment that we have for our members in terms of turning around new capabilities very quickly, <clears throat> making sure that we are able to give the business what they need in a quick turnaround time. So over the last couple of years, one of the key pillars of my um, and, and our team's uh, technology strategy um, to make sure that we can meet the goal of Elevance Health is, is to make sure that we have a very lean core uh, technology base. What it focuses on, on is a few things. One, making sure that we are digitizing all the components of legacy architecture that we have. 
and making sure that when we are doing the cloud move, we are not doing a lift and drop in the cloud, but we are advanced, we are really changing the nature of the application to make sure that it's DevOps uh, ready. It's really redesigned to make sure that it can run more efficiently in the cloud and provide our developers with the capabilities of making sure that they can develop very quickly and in an agile way. So um, we're looking at a lot of uh, our, our assets right now, uh, assets that are providing similar capabilities, whether it's around, let's say print, or whether it's around um, API uh, gateways, whether it's around uh, some of the data tools that we have. How are we looking at different tools, selecting the best one and kind of migrating and consolidating into that. So uh, this year we, we had a multi-million dollar effort to make sure that we are rationalizing some, some of the technologies and this will be core focus as we move forward uh, next year and, and into 2024 also, because we do want to make sure that uh, the modernization and digitization of the core is going to be very, very instrumental in terms of efficiency and the quick turnaround we want to give to our members down the line. So uh, I feel that we are ahead in the game, uh, but at the same time, we have a lot of work ahead of us in terms of making sure that we can complete yeah. that uh, you know, lean core technology um, yeah. journey. Have you noticed too, and I, and I think we had spoken about this, that over the last few years, banks and healthcare companies that used to be very hesitant about cloud-based technologies at all, that especially in the Fortune 50 to Fortune 20, where you reside, that mostly everyone is doing a mixed to hybrid strategy yeah. of a certain amount. You know, the data centers are being reduced and so forth. Do you think within the next 10 years that there won't be data centers at companies the size of Elevens Health, or is it? Does the hybrid strategy just make more sense going forward? Yeah, I think you know. Again, uh, every company has has different strategy and then how they want to proceed. But I would say that for Elevens Health, um, it's going to be very important for us to be a hybrid, um, you know, cloud strategy, um, and and basically making sure that we are we are not. Um, I don't think we'll ever be 100% in the cloud for sure. And and the hybrid um, uh, strategy is gonna serve us well in terms of making sure that we have multiple hyperscalers that are providing solutions to us. At the mm -hmm. same time, we have data center presence, which allows us to kind of make sure that some of the legacy assets where we do not see a reason for them to be moved or they will be in a runout period, um, mm -hmm. will stay here. Uh, some of the assets we feel that should be in the in the on-prem uh, location, we'll keep them there. So uh, for the foreseeable future, I would say that I, I do see that hybrid cloud strategy is going to be the one which we'll be going after. And that gives us the flexibility of making sure that we are, we are able to move our assets the way we want them to be moved and gives us the mm -hmm. proximity to some of the things that we want to stay with us versus uh, going to whether it's AWS or Google or whatever it is. Um, so, so I would say that every company will have a different strategy out there, but from an Elevon's health perspective right now, we are looking at a hybrid ecosystem that we are going to go after. Sure. Okay. Well, and let's, uh, we've, we've talked a bit about ecosystems and, and, um, structure and technologies. Let's talk about the people side of things. Mm -hmm. What is your approach to retaining and acquiring the talent that you need? Um, what sort of changes or shifts <clears throat> have you been either um, starting on your own or you've been seeing over the last two years. Uh, there's so much focus these days on not just cybersecurity and digital access, but also the talent that you need to fuel all this. Um, talk talk about that, about how your how your work culture has been attracting, retaining talent, and what sort of changes you've made. 
No, I think that's a great question. I would say that over the last two years, things have changed in terms of how you how you come across as a leader and what do you want to make sure that uh, mm-hmm. what what are the goals that you have for associates has has definitely dramatically shifted. I would say that uh, since the pandemic hit us, um, the the common goal in my mind as well as our leadership mind has been how do we make sure that um, everybody on the advanced health leadership team focuses on keeping our associates safe. So we basically, um, you know, help from a technology perspective, whether it's migrating all our call center associates to their homes within a week or two and, and doing all the technology work to make sure that they are there with their uh, loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the things. So I think keeping them safe was and has been the paramount key, key thing for us. Now, when we talk about COVID, um, you know, it did bring up uh, different challenges and and that, that directly impacted our workforce, you know, whether it's um, the technical challenges that I talked about in terms of shifting from in-office to IT staff to, to more work from home settings and making sure that they can do their job successfully out there, you know, whether it's their low bandwidth internet connection, whether it's, you know, uh, them having issues on a day-to-day basis in terms of setting up the machines. Um, we have we have put our focus on those and making sure that we are enabling them to be able to do their job as we move forward. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, what we are doing directly to retain the people and stuff like that and making sure that we are, we are you know, doing the right things, um, we basically want to make sure that and have focused on making sure that we have a very healthy work-life balance. And in terms of uh, recruiting new associates and retaining our current associates, we want to make sure that we are being competitive, but at the same time, um, we are looking at making sure that we value the associates uh, for they, what they bring to the table and through our compensation benefits and, and strong human-centered you know, work culture approach, we are making sure that we are able to make sure that they, they feel very comfortable being with Elevance Health from a long-term perspective. And, and some of the things that our, you know, our leadership has done in terms of increasing of the PTOs and holidays, making sure that uh, you know, there's the strong cultural activities that we are we are doing within our work, uh, you know, within our offices. We are really focused on mental health um, of our associates and, and doing a lot in terms of uh, different programs, different um, webinars, as well as direct engagement with our members who are with our associates who need help. Um, we are focused on encouraging no meeting days to make sure that they can really do their work rather than meetings out there, you know. I'm so and, glad and, that's finally become a thing. There's no meetings. Yeah, exactly. Days. You know, I think. <laughs> One of the things that I tell my team is that the best give, gift you can give somebody is to give them a gift of uh, ending the meeting early rather than um, you know doing anything else. So that's that's key for us, and and frankly, um, you know, making sure that our, our benefits that we give to our members are more uh, to our associates are more what they like is key. So learning from them and making sure that we are giving them that is very very important. So. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I would say that the hybrid work model, uh, I, I really support flexibility of our work, of workforce to make sure that they can work from where they want, but at the same time, encourage them to be in office whenever we have celebration of something, encouraging them to be in office whenever we have significant meetings and big initiatives and ideas that we want to kind of collaborate on. Yeah. So I think uh, slowly and st- steadily, we are going to move in the right direction. And we have a great uh, team in uh, Ireland and India and making sure that the collaboration can really gel well with 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 the teams that we have so you know so those are the things that we are doing in terms of retaining the talent 
And I, I do feel that we have a right, um, right approach in terms of how we want to retain the, the teams. I think we have the right culture. Our Alavan's health culture is, is, is great in terms of making sure that they feel very welcome. And, and we are very focused on making sure that we hire from the communities, we hire from different um, colleges. Um, and some are, some are very known colleges, but at the same time, some are very unknown colleges where we want to make sure that we can make an impact on. So, mm -hmm. so overall, making sure that we hear from our associates and, and complement whatever we give them back so that they can yeah. be, they can feel happy as well. Well, you'd also mentioned there's an, um, a, a desktop application that I think you have a patent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You enjoy that a lot. Tell us oh, about yeah, yeah. those because yeah. that's something so, you go through the feedback personally. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. every week I spend approximately one or two hours, um, mostly on Saturdays, to, to go through um, the, the feedback of our associates to our Vitals app. So Vitals is basically um, uh, uh, an app that we uh, develop, our team develop which basically allows you to do, give real-time feedback. Um, uh, it's active on our mobile application, internet, as well as um, available to our, to our associates um, through their desktop. Uh, what it allows them to give feedback is on how are they feeling that day and, and what is working, what is not working for them. And through that feedback, um, we are able to really focus on and narrow in on things that really are challenging. And, and sometimes we catch themes teams of things that really are bothering our associates and how do we address that themes? It could be uh, some social thing going on in the in, in our community these days, which really has impacted them and how do they need support from that? Um, the work-life balance that I talked about. So, you know, very proud of the team that, that developed this and we have kind of uh, patented this application and, and basically um, a great way for us to be connected with our associates. And I always encourage my, my team and our associates to make sure that we use the app because mm -hmm. it's a very awesome way to get real feedback of what is working, what is not working. Yeah. Well, I find myself feeling a little concerned about your work-life balance if you're going through this on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> uh, you know what, I, I think- time <laughs> During the week. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's always uh, time that we take out, but I think when you like some to do something, I think you feel good that you know uh, that you have in front of us. The, so you know, getting the feedback from the team and really making sure that we can take some actions around that is yeah. is something that I like. So yeah, well, and you've been you've been with the company a good long time, fourteen years, which is yeah. unusual for IT leaders to have been so long with one company. And I think it's great. It makes you essentially a, a kind of, you're part of the legacy there as the CIO. Um, what has, what have you seen change most in the culture in that time? And how does that affect the way you govern as the global CIO? Yeah, well, I think first of all, um, my story should be a reflection on, on um, Elwan's health uh, culture uh, and, mm -hmm. and how, um, you know, when we talk about opportunities and when we talk about uh, if you have the grit and you have the the you're willing to put the hard work as well as making sure that you you treat your company at at the top of everything that you do, uh, mm -hmm. there's growth opportunity. You know, many a times I see CIOs uh, moving on because they have uh, another bet, better opportunities that they they want to go with. Um, what I've seen is that Elevance Health has given me the platform as well as um, an ability to serve our members and work with um, awesome associates that, that then I'm really privileged to work along with and, and never felt a need for me to do something different. So I think, um, you know, 
that, that is great out there. And at the same time, I would say that, um, you know, when I look at 14 years back when I joined, I think we were a technology team which was supporting the business, but really we, we, we had our own strategy, but that was not really reflective of the mindset that we have right now, or culture we have. Our, our leader, Gail, has, has very much stated that she wants to make sure that she can make an impact in the community and the members' life directly. And the digital platform for health and the focus on making sure that we are really experience-led over the last five years is a big change as compared to how we were doing business earlier. So a dual approach um, in terms of making sure that we are advancing our technology strategy, we are advancing our lean core, lean technology strategy, API enabled, very uh, cloud-based technology platform, but at the same time, humanizing the experience and the outcomes that we're doing on the other side mm -hmm. is key shift from how I see the company that was 10 years back versus what, what we have recently seen. And I think um, our growth um, being on Fortune 20 reflects our commitment and the commitment resonating well with our marketplace. And, and I think, um, you know, uh, the work that the teams have put in, the associates have put in over multiple years and people who were here before and who have created a legacy reflects on our commitment for our members. And I think that's what I'm proud of, the Elwans Health mission out here. And I look forward to taking it beyond as we move forward. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about e-health and digital platforms and how innovation is always almost assumed when you're talking about doing new, uh, offering new capabilities through digital platforms. Um, I, we had mentioned at one point the innovation center that you work with or that yep. you have in Israel. Uh, tell, tell me more about that. What kind of work is that doing? And that gets us a bit into the AI and the machine learning changes you've been making. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think, you know, um, a few years back, um, uh, my colleague Rajiv and I went to Israel actually to explore possibilities of making sure that we have, um, we, we use the talent out there to expand some of the key uh, AI-based technology, um, you know, things that we wanted to do. And it was great, basically, um, Udi is the leader out there right now. And, and we basically um, were able to create a center out there. And the focus out there has been uh, around really use of AI as well as uh, blockchain technologies to make sure that we can drive some innovative products and they can work at arm's length and deliver those products, which then complement uh, the overall product and technology that we have out here. So we, we have a very strong team out there. They focus on using of AI right now. Um, you know, the Sidekick, one of the one of the key um, uh, you know implementation that we have done around our care management platform is is has come from there. And we have implemented that with our um, Sydney um, mobile app as well as our care management platform. And mm -hmm. the focus out there is to make sure that we can take advantage of the, the huge data set, digital data set that Israel has and work with the local partners out there to make sure that not only from a cybersecurity perspective, which is really advanced out there, but also using AI as part of the innovation process and bringing in capabilities that really can complement us and mm -hmm. checking out whether it works or does not work. And not everything that, that is gonna be brought forward is gonna work out, but we have been really, really, very really happy with um, how things have developed out there and the leadership out there and, and, the, and the talent out there has, has really exceeded the expectation. And we continue to look forward to working with them as we move forward. Okay. And the other thing I'd mentioned, and congratulations, Anthem um, was listed recently on the Forbes Blockchain 50 for 2022. 
And the editors made the note that the cryptocurrencies get a lot of spotlight because it's kind of new and cool. And there's all sorts of uh, breaking news around that. But that blockchain's biggest innovations are mostly below the surface in very large companies like Elevance Health, where they're saving millions and billions of dollars a year. Uh, tell us about your blockchain collaboration, which I understand is with the Chicago-based uh, Healthcare Service Corporation. What is that all about? Yeah, so I think, you know, when we look at technology solving some of the things, we started with blockchain as, as one of the key solver of our issues around the provider data and how do we make sure that our provider data is as clean as possible. So we were looking at that, but at the, at the you know, we, we basically signed a joint venture. We created a joint venture with, with the with the company that you mentioned, as well as few others, to make sure that we focus, we, we remain focused on using the technology to uh, solving some of the core issues out there that we see in the marketplace. And as well as we are very well aware that um, Elevance Health itself cannot use the technology to make sure that we are solving a particular uh, issue. So how do we partner with whether it's you know some of our peers within our payer industry? as well as some startups that we have, and we have created Avenir, our, our joint venture that we have created, and let them really focus on solving some two or three big problems out there. And mm -hmm. uh, while I cannot say, but they are working on a couple of good problems to be solved through blockchain, which then we'll incorporate into our ecosystem as we move forward. But um, very, very interesting area for us, but I just want to make sure that we are able to see some results from the key, uh, key things that they're working on. But, yeah. um, you know, Dan and team out there are doing some good good work and I've not got an update recently on that, but very excited about what the technology can bring and and cover some gaps that we have in terms of uh, our interoperability and working with our ecosystem partners in terms of the payers and everything, where the common data set is very, very prevalent and how do we make sure that we are able to check, have the right checks and balances around that. Yeah, well, then that just that whole notion is so appealing, the digital ledger and something, yeah. but you so many different partners involved in standards. And of course, you do a lot of partner collaborations now. Yeah. So that that was probably all very good practice for a future yeah, exactly. that's more into blockchain. Um, yeah. Last question I'll ask you here as we wrap up. What, what do you feel like the pandemic has taught you or changed in you most as a leader over the last two years? Um, I think, uh, you know, pandemic has told us that, you know, uh, we basically need to make sure that our relationships uh, are more important than anything else we do. Our relationship with our associates. Um, as a leader, uh, I've been always um, very connected to my team and making mm -hmm. sure that um, you, you stay connected and grounded is very, very important. You know, sometimes as leaders, um, uh, there's a tendency to, to um, have a big gap between you and the team. And, and I mm -hmm. don't want ever that gap to be created. So empathy, leading with empathy, making sure that you basically are connected. Uh, the grit that that I have in me, how does it um, reflect in my team uh, to make sure that we are getting the things done? Um, as leader, uh, what, what I've what I've seen is that conversations make a lot of difference. Having conversation with different people and just spending time having a conversation with a developer out there, it, mm -hmm. it tells you a lot about the culture that is going on around you. Making sure that um, the intent with which you are leading is very clear to our to our associate base is very very important. So for me, relationships and making sure that um, I treat my team first and then myself second uh, is is key. 
and and that has resonated well and 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 really proud of the work that the teams have been doing so far and what we have in store for us as we move forward um with the direction of the leadership and and what our mission is i feel very confident that we are going to be uh, delivering to the mission of elevance health as we move forward great great well all you have to do now is start trying to take off the occasional saturday <laughs> make sure that anil's self care does not get neglected in all this that's an important part of being a leader too right definitely, definitely. i think i think we it, it totally take the point on that one and and slowly moving in that direction <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much. It's been really delightful having a chance to talk to you today, Anil. Thank you so much for joining us here on CIO Leadership Live. Thank you very much for having me. If you joined us late today, do not fear. You can watch the full episode later here today on LinkedIn, but you can also catch us on CIO.com and on YouTube's um, a Tech Talk channel which is, uh, has all of our CIO Leadership Live shows available. We've been at this since late 2018. So there are, I think, nearly 90 different CIOs now that you can listen to and learn from. CIO Leadership Live is also available as an audio podcast wherever you find your podcast. And I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with global CIO Anil Bhatt of Elevance Health, formerly known as Anthem and that you'll come back to us next time at noon Eastern on Wednesday, July 27th, when I'm going to be joined here by CIO Sarah Betadam from Novanta, which is a photonics manufacturing company. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe to our Tech Talk YouTube channel and stay well out there and we'll see you here next time. <laughs>